You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. With uh, snow on your mind, you know, it's always a mix, isn't it? It's always like, and depending on where you go, well, it could get one inch rain, drive over <laughs> Catskills. We got a foot of snow over here. Um, in my house, it, we, it was funny. Yesterday, we had, a, we had our uh, devotional and team meeting, and so... We've got people scattered out, you know, and stuff. So we kind of still doing like a Zoom with half of us. So everybody was talking uh, about, oh, yeah, we got nothing here. You know, they're talking about the city of Kingston. And I said, I got five inches of snow in my house. I got home as a completely different world. You go over the hill, boom, there you go. It's amazing, isn't it? And so you all know that. It's cool. But I tell you one thing I bet you didn't know. I bet you didn't know it was National School Choice Week. Oh, yeah. School Choice Week is this week. And one of the reasons I'm telling you about it is because the statistics, the research is in on our kids, and they have suffered during the pandemic. Uh, many of them had. And I pray that your guys did great. Maybe you did. It's okay. But math skills, reading scores uh, have dropped significantly with a great deal of students. What we thought was normal about K through 12 education in this country is being rethought, even in New York. And so it's National School Choice Week. And as I'm, I posted the link on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, and basically <clears throat> it'll give you an idea just to look at. I didn't even realize, you know, you've got traditional public schools, and I'm going to tell you something, I've got family in, as teachers, and so, and they are awesome, okay? And maybe, and I hope yours are. You've got public charter schools, you've got magnet public schools, you've got online learning, you've got private schools, and you've got home education. You know, when I think about school choice, it's like, well, well, you got public schools and one other thing, right? And I, and it was, I was so off schoolchoiceweek.com slash New York. I am posting that link. Maybe it'll help you out. Maybe it'll help your grandkids out, you know? Take a look. Find out what's going on right there. They'd love to talk to you. You know, that's just, they're just trying to, to help you out. Lucia and all the staff there. So, that's that's the whole idea right there. Not real exciting <laughs> talking about a great story or anything like that, but who knows? I mean, you know, it's your kids, your grandkids talking about, and uh, it's right there for New York State. So certainly hope that's going to help you out. Check it out on my the Facebook Sound page. of Life. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Talking about school choice, I posted that on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Actually did it, so it's time for an amazing story that was submitted by uh, the child of a 90-year-old mother. So the child's probably got some age. So I can understand why you think, like, you know, 14, 17-year-olds are so young. But they are told they, most of their lives they can't do something, you know. Most of their 14, 15 years on this planet, you're told, no, <laughs> can't do that. But a couple of weeks ago, she said my 90-year-old mother, Catherine, was getting ready for bed. It was 9 o'clock. And so she turns around, and for some reason, her bed is completely engulfed in flames. And she's trying to put it out, throwing blankets and pillows on the fire. But the smoke and the heat, they kind of overwhelmed her. She decided to get out of there, but she got disoriented. And she kept running into the closet, thinking it was the door to go to outside. So it made things a lot worse. So she was stuck. 
I mean, there was smoke everywhere. She's got minutes probably to live. However, across the street, four boys saw the smoke and the reflection of flames. You know, here are the four kids who were told no most of their lives took immediate action to save an elderly woman who they couldn't guarantee was home and who three of them had never met, right? So they 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 broke the glass door in the front. One of them called 911. One went to the back door, started kicking it in. One went to the neighbors to get an axe for help. Within minutes, they were inside. 14-year-old child found my mother in the hallway outside her bedroom, picked her up in his arms. Kids who are told about all things they're not old enough to do saved the life of the most precious and beloved woman that we know. Risked their lives, their own safety. Maybe their parents were mad at them for doing something, you know, I don't know, but probably not. We got Dylan, 16, Nick, 14, Seth, 16, Wyatt, who's 17. She said, thank you for your selfless acts of heroism and courage. God bless you each for being such a blessing to us. Sincerely, Michael, Karen, Pat, Jimmy, Kelly, John, Tim, Tom, Missy, (laughs) Ryan, and 42 very grateful grandchildren. Wow. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I'm always amazed at the man on the cross. He didn't have very long to to get all the stuff that we need in. Of course, you know, when once we say, I believe, Jesus, I believe. And then we're like, well, we got to do this, got to do this, gotta, you know, all that. And he didn't have any time at all. And yet Jesus said, today you'll be with me. <gasps> Wherever he is, that's where I want to be, Jesus. Pretty amazing. So yesterday, Charles Morris of Haven, I thought it was fascinating because he's talking about AI, right? Artificial intelligence. I don't know if you know this or not, but Elon Musk has said that artificial intelligence, we should be, that should be our number one fear of in the future was artificial intelligence. And of course, movies made and stuff that go way back to when I was a kid. He, you know, computers, that's basically it, you know, and the advancement of computers. And you probably have a belief one way or the other. Uh, artificial intelligence has been created by man to be used by man for good and for bad. And as Charles Moore said, Those two sentences were not written by me. No, they were written by what I would call an artificial intelligence created by OpenAI. Most call this technology AI, and it pulls its info from the web. So I asked it a question. As a Christian, should I be afraid of AI? You just heard the first part of the answer. Here's the rest. It's important to consider the ethical implications of AI and to use it responsibly. It's also important to remember that ultimately, as a Christian, you're called to trust in God and to use your gifts and talents to serve others. Those were not my thoughts, the thoughts of a robot. And I would agree, Jesus is sovereign over all, even AI. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Man, when Elevation Worship out of Charlotte came on the scene, they were... uh, they were. Uh, they just kind of took off, didn't they? And it's kind of amazing. I, I, sometimes I think well, they didn't have anything like that when I was in Charlotte. <laughs> they didn't have probably 
half, maybe more than the stuff that's there. When I was in Charlotte, going to University of North Carolina at Charlotte, which now they just call Charlotte. You know, see the northern influences all the way down south. It's amazing. Just abbreviate everything. So we didn't want it to become an Atlanta. See, that was the thing. Atlanta's further down the road. We didn't want Charlotte to become an Atlanta, and now we turn around and look. Charlotte's become an Atlanta. Got football team, basketball team, you know, all that. All that kind of stuff. But here it is getting cold and snowy, and some have said, finally, we're getting into winter. What do we do? They told me to be outside, um, you know, which I have done some of that outside stuff, right? I always feel better when you're outside. Kind of like to know what you would like to do. Yes, Barbara, doing stuff in the cold. Um. Well, when it's cold enough, I like to ice skate. Oh. Um, and if it's unusually warm, take a walk. But uh, anything, really. Wow, she gets out. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Speaking of playing and having sporting stuff. Today is a big anniversary. In 1924, they gathered for the International Winter Sports Week held in Chemino, France. 1924, they had six sports, ski jumping, bobsled. I would imagine cross-country skiing would have been in there. It was so successful that two years later, it was officially designated as the Winter Olympics Games. They had never had a Winter Olympics, but 1924, they figured probably Rune Arledge got in on <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was around then, but hey, what a what a shock. Norway topped the medal table in 1924. Pretty amazing. It's a shock that we would even do a sport called cross-country skiing, as it's big now, of course, in the Olympics. I don't know. It seems like downhill skiing and snowboarding at the ones I see the video. But our buddy Jim Gaffigan was invited to go over to that part of the world and do what is known as cross-country skiing. He's got some thoughts on that. What kind of antidepressant do you have to be on to enjoy cross-country skiing? I I can't believe cross-country skiing is even a sport. You know that awkward part in downhill skiing where you're trying to get over to the lift? What if we just did that? This is fun. And to turn around, you know what? Don't turn around. Let's go across the country. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. I thought this was awesome too. You got a picture of this. This creates quite an image, especially on a day that's going to be wintry, right? With the ice and snow blowing around and stuff. And you may have had this happen to you. You may have been in that situation. Lady, are you rich? They huddled inside the storm door. Two children in ragged, outgrown coats. Any old papers, lady? I was busy. I wanted to say no until I looked down at their feet. Thin little sandals sopped with sleet. Come in, I'll make you a cup of hot cocoa. There was no conversation. Their soggy sandals left marks on the hearthstone. Cocoa and toast with jam to fortify against the chill outside. I went back to the kitchen and started again on my household budget. The silence in the front room struck through to me. 
I looked in. The girl held the empty cup in her hands, looking at it. The boy asked in flat voice, Lady, are you rich? <laughs> Am I rich? Mercy, no. Looking at my shabby slip covers, the girl put her cup back in the saucer carefully. Your cups match your saucers. Her voice was old with a hunger that was not of the stomach. They left then, holding their bundles of paper against the wind. They hadn't said thank you, and they didn't need to. They had done more than that. Plain blue pottery cups and saucers. But they matched. I tested the potatoes, stirred the gravy. Potatoes and brown gravy, a roof over our heads. My man with a good steady job. These things matched too. I moved the chairs back from the fire and tidied the living room. The muddy prints of small sandals still wet upon my hearth. I'm going to leave them there. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.